Hey, what's up guys, Travis here. And if you've been following me or my story for any length of time, you know that I started a company called Guestio about a year and a half ago now. And one of the things that we are doing this year in 2022 is we're building a concierge program called the Fast Pass that allows you to get booked on top quality shows and platforms for the purpose of spreading awareness for your brand, grabbing attention, uh, growing your credibility, your authority, et cetera, et cetera. And so if you are listening to this right now and you are a seven figure plus entrepreneur and you have a budget to bring in traffic, attention, credibility, authority to your brand, then this might be a really great program for you. Just head over to travischapel.com slash 10K. Why 10K? Because we guarantee in this program that you're going to be able to speak in front of 10,000 people within 90 days. Okay, 10,000 people within 90 days. Imagine getting on a stage in front of 10,000 people to share your message, your story. That's exactly what we are doing inside of this program through virtual stages like podcasts or virtual events or YouTube channels or blogs. You name it, we are working with it, and we are trying to get you booked on those platforms. So travischapel.com slash 10x. There's a quick application there, and then right at the end of that application, it'll prompt you to set up a phone call where you'll jump on a call with me, and we'll talk through whether or not you're a great fit for this program. Please act fast on this. Do not wait because we are only taking on one or two clients a week due to uh, constraints with our team and the limited supply of high quality shows and platforms that are out there in the market. So if that's you and you're really wanting to explode your brand in 2022, head over to travischapel.com slash 10K, fill out the application, schedule a quick phone call, and you and I will chat really soon about whether or not this would be a great fit for you. Thanks, guys. Talk to you soon. Build Your Network, episode 88. Hey, this is Kevin Harrington, original shark from Shark Tank. And if you want to live like a shark, you should be listening to the Build Your Network podcast with my good friend, Travis Chappell. You have the ambition, the knowledge, and the experience, but still lack those relationships necessary for achieving true success. Welcome to Build Your Network, your guide to growing your inner circle, increasing your influence, and assisting others in reaching their goals. This is networking the way it should be. Brought to you by your host, Travis Chappell. What is up and welcome to the one and only show that brings you tips and tricks on networking from the best experts around three days a week. Although they may not all be in the same field, every guest that comes on the show has one very important thing in common. They believe, as I do, that building relationships is crucial to achieving success in life. I cannot wait to introduce you to today's guest, but first, I'm sure you've heard me and my guests talk a lot about the importance of masterminds. I know I personally would not be anywhere near where I am today without spending tens of thousands of dollars investing into building relationships in a mastermind setting. So on that, I am opening up a second round of my mastermind, Build Your Network Alpha in order to build relationships with some of you guys out there. If this is something that interests you, please head over to buildyournetwork.co slash alpha to submit an application and hop on the phone with me to chat about it. And now let's go ahead and chat with today's guest, Kevin Harrington. Kevin has been a successful entrepreneur over the last 40 years. He's an original shark on the ABC hit 
Emmy-winning TV show Shark Tank. He is also the inventor of the infomercial, as seen on TV Pioneer, co-founder of the Electronic Retailers Association, and co-founder of the Entrepreneurs Organization. Kevin has launched over 20 businesses that have grown to over $100 million in sales each, has been involved in more than a dozen public companies, and has launched over 500 products, generating more than $5 billion in sales worldwide with iconic brands and celebrities such as Billy Mays, Jack LaLanne, Tony Little, and George Foreman. Kevin has extensive experience in business all over the world, opening distribution outlets in over 100 countries worldwide. His success led Mark Burnett to handpick Kevin to become an original shark on Shark Tank, where he filmed over 175 segments. All the magic happens over at kevinharrington.tv. Kevin, thanks so much for coming to the show today, man. That was such a mouthful of an introduction, but uh, you've earned every bit of it. Earned every bit of it. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, you know, hey, it's been a a good couple of years. You know, as an entrepreneur, you get ups, you got downs, you know, it's like, but I'm involved with a, a couple dozen companies. So at any one time, some of them are doing great and some of them aren't. Okay. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah. that keeps me grounded. So Definitely. it's it's all good though. Awesome. Awesome. So what are you most excited about right now, Kevin? I know we just talked about a lot of different things you've done in the past. What's got you most excited, fired up right now? So I just last week I launched a big, big campaign with the Zig Ziglar family. Zig Ziglar was a mentor. To me, going way back many years into the actually uh, late 70s, early 80s, et cetera. But his book, Secrets of Closing the Sale, taught me a ton of things that I used in the infomercial world, including some pretty cool things that we can talk about if we get time. But the bottom line is 100 closing techniques in the Zig Ziglar books. And and he wrote 31 books, 36 languages, touched 250 million people. Wow. He passed away in 2012. And now I've partnered with the family to bring all of his materials. He never digitized anything. It was all old media, books, manuals, old beta tapes, yeah, and yeah. all now being digitized. And I've got a master class that launched last week on the Internet that just crushed it. It, with our digital launch. So wow. this two reasons this is near and dear to me. Number one, it's Zig Ziglar and what an amazing man, legacy that he's left and influence in my life. So that was very powerful. But number two, I come out of the old school TV infomercial business, Tony Little, Billy Mays, you know, Jack LaLanne, George Foreman, but that's my old life. And I still do some TV stuff But the bottom line is the world's changed. People aren't sitting around watching TV all day long. Disney is launching two digital channels. You know, Nickelodeon has lost 80% of its viewership in one form because the kids, what do you think 12-year-olds are doing right now? They're not sitting in front of the TV necessarily, right? Right, right. So, I mean, my my 20-year-old is snapping. He's on his iPad, his iPhone, is this, is that. You know, it's like he's got at the attention of a less than a goldfish, I think they said. So anyway, <laughs> digital is where it's at. And so this was my first ever product digital launch. So we did a seven figure launch. We crushed it. And it was just an amazing experience with the Ziegler family yeah. and all of the things associated with that. So that was pretty, pretty fun. This episode of the show is brought to you by Indeed. We are driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate is not to search at all. It's to match and match with 
Indeed. If you need to hire, you need this platform, guys. I'm telling you, Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work and use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging candidates so you can connect with those people even faster. And it doesn't just help you hire faster. In fact, 93% of employers agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And look, guys, one of the things that I wish I would have used Indeed for is this matching service. You can search and search and search and search and search all day long, but to actually be presented with quality candidates, like 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 hiring a a recruiter for you that's presenting people that has actually done the work to vet them and uh, bring quality people in front of you, that work by itself is uh, the fact that it's done by a software instead of like a team of high quality recruiters is is pretty insane. So they leverage over 140 million qualifications and preferences every single day, which is why Indeed's matching engine is the best one that you can use. It's constantly learning from your own preferences. So the more you use it, the better it gets at doing the job for you. Join more than three and a half million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility over at indeed.com slash Travis. Just go to indeed.com slash Travis right now and support this show by saying you heard about Indeed here on the podcast. Indeed.com slash Travis. Terms and conditions apply. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Where can we find that, Kevin? If, if somebody listening wants to go get that product, where can they go find it? So last week before, we, the cart is now closed. It was okay. zigsecrets.com. Okay. There's actually a wait list on there. but So you could go to zigsecrets.com. And if somebody really wants to get some details, if they can get to me, you know, we can talk about that maybe at the end. But I'm Kevin at KevinHarrington.tv is a private email through your listeners, right, for that situation. But because at the end of the day, the way digital launches typically work, we, you have an opportunity to come in. And now when those that subscribed into the program, we're onboarding them. These are people that get private consultations and phone calls and access to events that we have and all this stuff. So we didn't, really you can't cool. just let everybody get in or right, it, right. it dilutes itself in terms of the value. So bottom line is that there will be some permutations of it coming up here shortly. Awesome. Awesome. So much cool stuff here, Kevin. Let's go ahead and rewind back to when you first were getting into the infomercial space. So, and I've heard the story a couple of times. If you can just like give us a brief rundown of like how you saw the bars on the TV and all that yeah. stuff, saw an opportunity, some dollar signs went off in your head, heard a couple of yeah, yeah. or something, and then take us to now where like the digital age has now taken that entire industry over. So yeah, it was 1984. I was a young entrepreneur. I had just ordered cable TV at my house. I was a young entrepreneur. I bought a house. I was, you know, successful. And I'm in sitting in my home, cable TV, and I'm, I had 30 channels, right? Now, before cable, I only had five channels, right? So I go back to black and white televisions, as old as I am. So, <laughs> but here, I'm now, imagine the very first time you go from five channels to 30, and you're watching ESPN, 24 hours of sports. And HBO, 24 hours of movies. Well, I got to Discovery Channel and I'm thinking this is going to be all these nice shows and fishing and National Geographic and all that. 
and there's nothing there and it actually colored bars on the screen. So I'm like, this, there's something wrong here. I called the cable company. This was actually channel 30. So I said, 29 channels are great. There's nothing on channel 30. They said, oh, Discovery's only an 18 hour a day network. You're only gonna get 18 hours, six hours a day, we put the colored bars up. And that's immediately when the light bulb went off, like forever, like, yeah, forever. I mean, it's a new channel, maybe, Five years from now, they'll have some programming. But right now, yeah. this is it. Because they were already running the same shows five times during the other 18 hours, right? Wow. Wow. It was startup. So I went down and talked to the cable guys. And I said, let me put some products on there. And so we started film, giving them stuff to generate revenues. And it was kitchen products and Tony Little Fitness products. And all of a sudden, Jack LaLanne, George Foreman, and boom, I started tying up rights to deals and products and bunches and you know these things because we found out there's not just bars on the screen in the u.s there was and it wasn't just discovery nashville had you know some times that they weren't on in lifetime and then it was in england and brazil and latin america and you know asia saudi arabia etc so i started going around the world filling the airwaves and i'm the guy literally that did this everywhere in the world long before i mean I had people that competed with me in the U.S. on the infomercial side, but nobody was competing with me on the international side because I went into Saudi Arabia, launched infomercials 30 hours a day because there was five channels there. We launched them in Europe. We launched them in Asia, et cetera. So it was a lot of fun. That company went public, New York Stock Exchange, and we stock went from a dollar to 20 bucks a share. So it was a really... This is back in the mid 90s, 20 some years ago. And that was the predecessor to all the stuff that I do today. Gotcha. Gotcha. So at what point did you start to realize, Kevin, that like, oh, man, viewership of infomercials is going down. The attention is no longer on the TV. The attention's on the phone. Walk us through that process. So along the way, I owned asseenontv.com, mm-hmm. which is a major portal of everything on TV in the world of As Seen and TV, thousands of products, everything from the As Seen and TV industry. So that company, that was a separate entity, and it was growing like this, just like unbelievable, getting a million unique visitors a month without wow. spending a dime worth of advertising, right? That was a very significant asset, generating tens of millions of dollars in sales, mm-hmm. okay? So making millions of dollars in profit until all of a sudden, about five years ago, it started, got to here, and then it started going like this. I'm like, (laughs) what the heck's going on? Well, a couple things. Number one, people weren't watching as much TV. The eyeballs were going off of TV. So they had seen the TV business was going like this. Also, secondly, then you had all these other sites that were competing. Amazon was then, oh, wait a minute, you can get these same products on Amazon. We can ship them to you on Prime, no shipping and handling. And so the bottom line is, is that I saw eyeballs going from TV to Facebook, Instagram, Amazon, Netflix, boom, boom, boom. So I said, wow, this business has gone like this, time to sell. I sold it. I got 25 times what I paid for it when I got involved with it and said, time, you know, buy low, sell high, let's move on. But then I said, I got to be in this digital world. So this was about five years ago, I started tracking what was going on with Facebook and Instagram and all these other places, YouTube, et cetera. And so now that's where we do more than half of our business. Wow. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, so not a bad return then on the as seen on TV brand then um, over the course of time. Yeah. Okay, so now you're in the new digital age and you're waiting through that. At what point did they reach out to you for Shark Tank? That was, I assume, before you sold as seen on TV or during that? Or yeah, what was, it was that whole time frame? Before I sold it, because okay. that was about 10 years ago. Okay. The internet called. So, you know, I had a public company that was doing $500 million a year in sales. And I was doing all this crazy stuff with lots of famous people. We did Kim Kardashian's first infomercial and Paris Hilton's first infomercial and Flo Rida. And, you know, we're dealing with all these celebrities and products and great things. So Mark Burnett reached out, went out, met with him. And it's funny, before I left my house, my wife said, where are you going? I said, Oh, Mark Burnett called and he wants to talk to me about this new show he's doing. She says, what is it? I said, he wouldn't tell me anything about it. He says, he said, it's called Shark Tank. And she's like, wow. She said, well, wait a minute. He does crazy things to people on that Survivor show. I don't know if you want to be on something called Shark Tank. You know, <laughs> what's he going to do in that show, right? Yeah. So when you think about it, Shark Tank doesn't sound like a business show. No. Actually, sounds like something on Discovery Channel, right? In fact, people, I've had people that say, I've seen you somewhere. And say, again, I'm like, yeah, you, you ever, you know, you see Shark Tank? And they're like, oh yeah, that, you know, the, out there in the ocean, they're doing, you know, like, <laughs> that's a, you know, deadliest catch or something. Yeah. You know, it's funny. The other day I was on an airplane, a guy came up to me and he's like, are you on ESPN or what? You know, I'm like, <laughs> no, not ESPN, but you know, it's a business show. So, yeah. but anyway, so I did the pilot, and then 175 segments after that. So I was like the original. They told me that I was the very first shark that they actually picked before Damon and O'Leary and Barbara and all the rest of them. So that was pretty cool because I had interviewed with Mark Burnett personally. And he's like, I, you know, we got to do this. So they had me do a little audition kind of thing. Yeah, and yeah. it worked out because little did they know I had been taking pitches for years because that's what I did right. as an infantry guy. Right. Went to trade shows and took pitches. Yeah. Did you have any personal relationships with any of the other sharks before the show? No, never met them all the night before we shot. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So how has that kind of transformed over the last few years now? Have, have they become like really good friends? Have you guys done business together? How has that been? Yeah. Yeah. We've all done business. O'Leary and I, we ended up like involved in a guitar deal for a while. And Herjavec and I did a couple deals and Barbara and I did a couple deals and Damon and I did a couple deals. So all the sharks end up doing deals with the other sharks yeah, at yeah. some point. Oh, let's, I'll split it if you come in. And, right. and it also, this is the thing, think about going to taping of a TV show. And at the end of the day, you're going to see 10 deals and you're going to invest money in two or three of them, okay? Well, it's like you almost would figure out how can I spend a little less today? You know, like, let's say tomorrow I gotta see 10 more. Right. How can I invest a little less? Well, let's split this one with somebody else, right? Because it, I gotta say this, and this is something I, I don't like to say publicly, but, you know, the sharks are there to help these people looking for money. But if you look at the deals that many of them have done, I would argue and say, do you think that these deals would be done if these people walked in the streets of Kevin O'Leary and pitched them some cupcakes? You know, I mean, right, O'Leary's right. on Wall Street. He raised $900 million in his own fund. And why is he doing a cupcake deal? Why? Because he's on the show, right? Mm -hmm. So you end up in deals that you wouldn't necessarily 
do. And that was the issue I ended up having was I'm in a very niche business. And so after 175 segments, 20 some deals, they were like very few in my sweet spot. And I was investing in things that were very time consuming, capital consuming, and took me, I mean, while TV viewership is dropping, my time (laughs) spent to my core business was dropping also because I was so involved. I'd come home from a trip and have four new partners and I got to get 28 page documents done and due diligence done and this and that and go see them and go to their offices and go talk to people that know them and check them out. And it was all consuming. So it was kind of like if you look at Barbara Corcoran, she was in real estate her whole life, sold her business. You know what she does now? Shark Tank. That's her business. I mean, she's got dozens of investments. She's doing very well. And I think she loves it. Yeah. But doesn't have time to be doing running a separate business. You know? Yeah, yeah. Let's yeah, go exactly. show a home today. No, I don't think so. Right. So her model is she's got a model that works for her. I think she loves it. But you know, she's probably put eight or ten million dollars into the different companies that she's invested right, in. Right. And it, some of these are small businesses that you may never see your money back for a long time until there's some kind of exit strategy. When you right. think about it. Yeah, there's so much good stuff. That I, I would love to take a much deeper dive into this conversation. But since this is Build Your Network, we do need to talk a little bit about networking yeah. before I let you go, Kevin. So this is the sure. question I ask every guest that comes on the show, and I'm really excited to hear your answer to it. Do you believe that what you know or who you know is more important and why? I definitely believe who you know is more important. You know, I graduated with some very smart people in my high school class, and I've had some of them call me and say, hey, can you help me with this deal I'm looking at or whatever? And it's like, they were the most brilliant kids in school, but getting out of school, what have they done? Yeah, they got a nice job and they're an engineer or whatever. But at the end of the day, it's having a great Rolodex. This is one of the reasons why people come on Shark Tank. They even say, look, Kevin O'Leary, if I can just have access to the people that you know and the things that you've done, I don't even care about your money, right? So that's ultimately is the network of who you have access to. I mean, for myself, I can make any product because I, whether it's electrical, you know, if I'm going down a a path, let's let's say a rechargeable battery, the largest guy, he owns Hoover, Dirt Devil, Ryobi Tools. His name's Horst Pudwell. He's in Hong Kong. I pick up the phone, call him. He's making my product. Boom. So one of the Shark Tank products had a rechargeable battery in a cooler, and now it's called Tektronix. But if I need fitness, I made all the Tony Little's stuff, I go there. Who do I know? I know manufacturers. I know retail distributors. I know engineers. I know prototype makers. I know catalog distributors. Keep going down the path. So it's bottom line is I don't have to know that much about any one of those things because the people that I know are the ones that know a lot about those things. Yeah. Yeah. So much good stuff there. If you had to boil it down to just one thing, Kevin, to where if somebody's just now tuning in and they're about to tune out and you have just this one minute to say, if you're going to focus this on one thing about building relationships, what would that one tip be? The one tip, and this is something I say in almost every presentation that I give, is that you should create a dream team around yourself, surround yourself with experts. This is the network, so to speak, right? Yeah. Of operational finance people. I mean, I had I had former bank presidents running my capital raising strategies, right? Hmm. And then we had 
now we have digital gurus that run circles around me. I'm 30 some years, an old TV, radio, newspaper marketer. And now we have these digital guru experts. So it's surround yourself with a network of dream team group that can just power you to the top. That's probably, I think I know the answer to this question then with that being the answer to that question, but how important has like one-on-one mentorship, mastermind group settings and being around those kind of people, how important is that? And how important has that been for you in your career? And then why do you think if it's so important that so many people just don't do it? Yeah, I think it's a great question. I've had now mentors since I was 11 years old. My father was my first mentor when I was 11, but all through my teenage years into high school, college, et cetera. But then Zig Ziglar became a mentor. Now I've had my former bank president was a finance mentor. I have coaches, mentors. I've had eight or 10 speaking coach mentors to teach me how to give better content delivery in front of a crowd. I've spent hundreds of thousands of dollars in mentoring, coaching. I mean, do you know who Joe Polish is? You ever heard of Joe? Yeah, Genius genius Network, yeah. I just wrote him a check for 25 grand to join because I've been speaking at his events. And like, every time I go, I meet so many people. I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to join the dog on thing, right? <laughs> so like, do I need to go there? That's where I'm going to be tonight and tomorrow is in Phoenix at the Genius Network situation. So I believe in mentors, coaches, getting the right people. But you got to, you know, be a little choosy. Don't go just for yeah. the, the mass situation. And I know, you know, you have some special services that you guys offer, but the bottom line is, is for me, it's it's been something I've been doing for many, many years. Hmm. And, and you know why people don't do it? Because they, they maybe have never experienced the power of it. And by the way, it's not free. It's not cheap. And it, there's a little bit of pain involved when you write a check I don't necessarily say go out and write that $25,000 check, but maybe start with five or 10 or 15 or whatever, because I always believe that you need to be able to track the, if you write a check to a coach for 10 grand, it should 10 X itself back to you at least. And I've had, I can't think of any check ever in a mentoring or coaching situation that I've written that didn't at least 10 X itself back to me. Well, let's go to move on here, Kevin. I know that we have a hard stop here. So let's go and move on to the last segment, which is something I like to call the random round. Just a few really quick, random questions with some quick, random answers. You ready? Yeah, sure. This is the random round. What profession other than your own do you think it would be fun to attempt? Oh, uh, I'm not per se in like the on-air TV side, like a broadcaster kind of thing. That's, mm-hmm. I always say like to, to my, I have a younger kid, like, hey, look, get into broadcasting, you know, because it's, you're running around with the right kind of people. You know, I was in the advertising side of TV, not the broadcasting side per se, but I, I like that industry. If you could sit on a park bench with someone past or present and talk to them for an hour, who would it be and why? Well, that's a good question. You know, Winston Churchill was a pretty amazing man. I'm yeah. looking forward to seeing the new movie. He had so many great sayings. And, you know, it's like success is being able to go from failure to failure without the loss of enthusiasm. Right. And that, you know, Winston was just amazing with his his wisdom. So I, I'd love to hang out with him for a day. Smoke a cigar with him, too. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. How do you like to consume content, books, blogs, podcasts or videos? I'm old school. I get five newspapers a day delivered to my house. I still, when I'm home, I read them. I read books. I don't do as much on the 
you know, it's just something about sitting and reading on a computer or an iPad. But I do subscribe to a lot of internet sites. Mm -hmm. So I'm now morphing, you know, I'm getting all my Wall Street and journals and New York Times morphed over to my computer now so I can access them because I pay for a home delivery, but I'm gone half the time. So I now am just now starting probably in about a year or so. I'll be more in front of the computer on all that stuff, but I'm still a little bit old school. Give us a glimpse of your morning routine. So I usually get up pretty early. I like to get up 6.30ish and kind of my wife says I get up like a, I got a rocket ship up my butt because I'm, <laughs> I'm pretty excited about the day. Yeah. I try to do a little workout three or four days a week and it's nothing heavy duty. If I'm home, I'll run around the block a few times, get a mile or two in. I have a you know little fitness area at the house. Used to have a full gym, but I sold that house. But so I get a supercharge, get a little double shot of espresso at the, in my home unit, espresso machine. And, and then I get my morning started by mapping out my day, planning the day. And a lot of times I'll, I'll move some things around a little bit right there. Sometimes I go, oh, wow, I get 16 uh, calls, meetings, podcasts, whatever. And I'm yeah. like, sometimes things get jammed in that I, I didn't realize like they just things happen because I'll schedule things out two, three months. And then things, you know, like I'm on many uh, different boards of directors and it's like, oh, we need a board call here, or this or that. There's always these urgent things coming up kind of last minute ish. And so, you know, boom, I got to sometimes I got to clear the deck a little bit. But right, right. I try to do some real nice planning. Sometimes I'll do this the night before also, but yeah. just kind of get uh, my mindset for a powerful day. What is your go-to pump-up song? Uh, you know, believe it or not, I'm an old school guy there too. Like I love listening to like Rocky and, you know, you stuff go. like yep. that. I don't do that like before I go on stage or anything, but I like those kind of old pump-up kind of music. <laughs> what are you not very good at, Kevin? Let's see. I'm not a good writer. I'm good at conceptual. But if you said, can you write a you know really powerful, eloquent video sales letter? I can only give you the highlights. I couldn't physically write it. So it's one of my weakest skills. But fortunately, I network with very smart writers. There you go. Yeah. As we get everything wrapped up here, Kevin, last question. What is one place online where we will be able to find you the most? Well, let's see. If you want to find me, if that's what you're talking about, my website is kevinharrington.tv, not Perfect. .com. And so that's a good place to go. Check me out and you can leave me messages and stuff like that there too. Perfect. Perfect. So for everything, Kevin, go check out kevinharrington.tv. I'm sure all of his links to social media and everything yeah. is going to be there as well. Absolutely. And uh, you can go follow his stuff. He puts out a lot of great content. Kevin, thanks so much for coming to the show today, man. Seriously, super hey. excited that you came on. So thank you. Fantastic. Two thumbs up. It's great spending some time with you. And, um, Hope everything works out good. Yes, See sir. you at the next event too. Good yes, seeing sir. you. Yes, okay. sir. Appreciate it. Bye-bye. That's all for this episode of Build Your Network. Your next step is to visit byn.media slash FB to join in on our Facebook group for more personal engagement, proven strategies and tactics to reach your ultimate goals. That's byn.media forward slash FB. Remember, you're only one connection away. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. 
Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.